0: He's known as a jackass. Two premier content creators promoting the healthiest brand integrity in the world. Tell them what they've won, Spider. The way I see it, this should be a very dynamite show. Welcome to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris, with me as always is Parker and Alex, and we watched a movie about Sharon Tate. Again, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really similar to last week's movie. Some know. might say it's better. Yeah, in, in a lot of ways, you know, the uh, there's fewer bare feet. There's fewer uh, pit bulls. Yeah, it's, uh, you know... You know, it's
2: shorter, you know, it's in and out, you know, it's what you want, concise storytelling. More ghosts. A lot more ghosts. <laughs> uh, spooky backward songs. Yeah. Dream sequences. Who doesn't like a good dream sequence in their horror movie?
0: Similar ending. Uh, you know, it's... Kind of different. like a 1A, 1B, as far as Sharon Tate movies go. Belly More philosophical,
2: episodes. I'd say. Asked a lot of heady questions about life and the afterlife.
1: I can't speak for you guys, but for me, the tie goes to the earlier movie, so...
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess that's correct. Uh, in that case, and Parker's already reviewed this one. High praise gave it a... Oh, a, man. I think it was a really? 9 out of 10 on Letterboxd, or maybe a nine and a half out of 10. Who knows? Anyway, uh, do we have any news this week? Uh, let's... Try to keep t- it movie-related. Oh, well, then no. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Anyway. I got that. Uh, I guess we'll just get into what we watched recently. Um, I, I actually don't have much. I only, I'm only going to go with two, because I, I watch a lot of stuff this week that isn't really worth talking about. But I've got two that kind of stuck out in my mind. They're not incredible, but I've got stuff to say about both of them. The first one is uh, Invaders from Mars. Uh, Which one? Nineteen fifty-three. Ow. it's not. It. it is not good. Know. This is a like in. It's like so much worse than I expected. I I the guess nerve I'm kind of, of the of
1: Martians like, to mail this one in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, that's my thing. Is I kind of like old school sci-fi and sort of reading about. it, But this is just like the stereotype of what sci-fi is and i think it just really let me down because the acting is really bad it's almost like a parody of how 1950s were supposed to be but you know that they're sincere in all this um i'm just i I don't know i don't like it looks like it was meant to be filmed in 3d but they didn't have the money i looked it up turns out that was somewhat accurate and uh i'm gonna give away the twist because there's no reason to ever watch this turns out the whole thing was a dream like cool well, Yeah. Oh. I, thanks for content. saving me 90 minutes man <laughs> so uh watched another movie like that this week anyway the other one is actually a pretty good movie it's called Bedlam and it stars Boris Karloff like every single fucking movie I watch on this stupid goddamn list uh although I like this one <laughs> <laughs>
1: we <laughs> got an updated uh, updated list count buddy that's actually
0: fair okay let me check the list right here uh Parker do you have your list count
2: I have a rough estimate.
0: Okay, let's hear your rough estimate.
2: I think it was 340?
0: Shit. Okay. I hate at, to see it. Uh, I'm at 299. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you're killing it. All right. It turns out I think like most of the list is like Boris Karloff movies, so Parker's going to be in for a rough stretch at some yeah, point. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, that's why I'm knocking out all these easy ones. Anyway, back to Bedlam, which is what it's called. Bedlam is the name of an insane asylum in... I don't know what year this takes place. I think it takes place in England. Probably takes place in like the 1700s or something like that. And uh, it's surprisingly pretty entertaining. So here's one of my qualms about classic movies. Whenever I say, oh, I watch a movie from the 1950s. It was a black and white. You guys immediately say, oh, it was probably racist. And sometimes it is. But surprisingly, most of the time... Setting the bar low. No, no, here's the thing. Most of the time, it's not. Most of the time, these movies are actually kind of progressive for their era that's one of the things i've always sort of admired about hollywood is a lot of the directors there would use their talents and their more progressive political leanings to sort of say hey you know what? maybe slavery kind of sucked sometimes it doesn't work out i'll admit that i think we have to be realistic about the times and the mores of those times but uh bedlam is an example about how we treat the mentally ill and it for its time it actually was uh, pretty progressive and i i like what it does there it's uh I mean, it's not perfect in its way, but I like it. It's it's entertaining. It's something that kind of grips your attention. And, uh, Parker, you might enjoy it. But then again, it's in black and white. So I'm out. Yeah, sorry. Alex, what did you watch?
1: So, Chris, I also watched a movie full of retards. <laughs> called Hobbs and Shaw.
2: Oh, <laughs> I've been waiting to hear that. All right, let's hear it.
1: Jesus fucking Christ, man. So you liked it? Like, I... I mean I did not have high expectations going in after the unfortunate mess that was The Fate of the Furious only but you know what long. like I've got to give a movie like this a shot like you know you're going to show it to me on a nice screen I'm going to get to you know see some cool action presumably probably some one-liners you know you know some car races the stuff that I come to these movies for I,
0: I have like a half job right now just listening to that description let's hear it Yeah, well, that
1: sounds so great, doesn't it? Yeah. Chris, what if I told you three minutes in, Ryan Reynolds shows up to do quips?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Wish I could have been in that theater more than anything on Earth.
0: (laughs) Please tell me that there was at least one orange man Donald Trump joke. Let me put
1: it this way. If we were playing bingo with Things I Hate in Movies... We were the Cheeto Man space away from me filling the card. <laughs>
2: oh.
1: So. Sounds like a 7 So, out of Ryan somewhere. Reynolds' character is like some sort of CIA operative who used to work with Hobbs yeah, I'd find and that. comes back to recruit him for a job. What's his name? Anyone want to take a guess? Oh,
0: God.
2: Uh, I'm not ready. Jared.
1: Locke! Oh. Of course. Of course. We're doing this again. You guys remember Lost? you seen that show?
0: Yeah. It's... So...
1: Oh no, God. they didn't. No. No. <laughs> I reject this. What's that? What's that? You reject pop culture references in your, your big, dumb action movie? Well, I have not one, not two, but three Game of Thrones jokes in this movie for you. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> Those will
2: age pretty well. That's cool.
1: Just the absolute degree of difficulty required to pull off the Game of Thrones joke in Logan Lucky, like, the further we get away from it, just the more impressive it is. Because, like, for somebody to take a joke that is about a pop culture thing that everybody knows and actually make it funny and not for idiots, shocking degree of difficulty there. Like, props for that. Now, I don't know if I've made my feelings abundantly clear on The Rock on this podcast, but, like, The Rock, you had a good run. Please stop being Ned Flanders in every
2: movie. I can't deal with this. And it did not take long to go from like, oh shit, The Rock's in this, to, oh good, The Rock's in this.
1: (laughs) I mean, it took him like 15 years to make it as an actor, and then within five movies, he just sucks ass in
0: everything. It's, it's so, so unfortunate. But again, we saw this coming. Alex, you were one of the people who kind of predicted it a while ago, you know? I, (sighs) I'm not
1: proud of that. I don't want to be right about stuff like that. I liked The Rock. The Rock made good, fun movies. He did, yeah. And now it's just some bitch wink at the camera, like, every third scene. Like, I can't, I just, I don't know who this is for other than people with Down Syndrome. But, like.
2: Okay, cool. I'll be there. Oh, God.
1: Well, you guys, you know, I know you guys are avid fans of, uh, of quips and cameos and uh, jokes oh, in a movie franchise yes. that uh, jokes in a movie franchise that never had jokes before, and just relied on the characters for interaction. Well, don't worry; you'll be happy to know that Kevin
2: Hart also has a cameo in this movie. I'm out. Oh God, <laughs> I just felt that. Hey, <laughs> I got to pass a kidney stone. You all keep talking.
1: <laughs> there's there's a scene where Hobbs and Shaw are sitting across from each other on a plane. After I will admit. The one thing in the movie that actually made me laugh... Because I was sitting there stone-fucking-sour the whole movie. The one thing that got me is when Jason Statham got their characters fake passports. And The Rocks, as he goes through customs, we see his name is Mike Oxmall. <laughs> 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 and he's just like, what? Oh, it's Michael! It's Mike, please call me Michael, guys. Michael it's, Oxmall. It's, it's low-hanging fruit, but also... but I know who they, I am. Come on. They're on the plane... Everybody else on the plane is asleep. They're fighting with each each other. Nobody has any reaction to this whatsoever. Like, you know, they're just yelling at each other back and forth about how The Rock's trying to bang Jason Statham's sister, blah, 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 this and that. And, like, it's so out of place that you're like, wow, I can't believe nobody's turning around to say something to them on this plane where everyone's sleeping. And then Kevin Hart turns around. Uh, Kevin Hart playing the air marshal in this
2: movie. Cool.
1: It's... (sighs) So like, basically,
2: I wanted this movie to be one thing. And, and it's instead of the complete it's opposite, this
0: other thing. So, cool. So, Alex, who bought the popcorn, you or Joel?
2: <sighs> <laughs> oh, man. I can't wait to see these two action stars. Oh, good. It's Kevin Hart.
1: <laughs> I just. My I favorite like, part
2: about any Jason State the movie is the nonstop quips for. I'm sorry, Alex. How long is that runtime? You forgot to tell me, buddy. Yeah, how long is it?
1: 136 minutes. That's
2: impossible. I don't believe that. That is real. Someone should be arrested.
1: You know, and like, I'm going to get to this a little bit, although not too much because it's well-regarded as a masterpiece, but, like, I-, I had such a bad taste in my mouth after watching this that when I got home, I just watched Fast Five again. And so like, good. And, like, that movie's, like, an hour 45, and it's because we're dealing with characters that have already been in four movies, and there aren't a lot of introductions or, like, just character shit that has to be done. This movie does not care about that. It is just like backstory after backstory and bad dialogue after bad dialogue. I wrote one of these down because it is it is in the Kevin Hart scene. Oh, good. Like, the Rock's dialogue in this movie is it's just incomprehensibly awful, but this one really stuck with me. Because Kevin Hart's telling them, like, before he was an Air Marshal, how he used to be, like, on this Delta Force squadron, and the Rock's like, oh, we used to call you guys the Warlocks because you did magic.
2: What? No, I was waiting yeah. for a punchline and then you stopped talking. <laughs> is your yeah. microphone okay?
0: Yeah. What was the what was the follow up? Kevin Hart had a witty rejoinder to that, right? Probably. I just I, I was I was exasperated it at this sounds point. Hard I tried, I tried to, the only way for us to find out for sure is if we go see it ourselves.
1: Yeah, I'm good. Nose goes. I tried uh Not I it. tried my hardest <laughs> to give this movie like an honest shot. Like I didn't expect good things and I got so much worse than I expected. Now, for the couple good things in this movie... Like, Statham is Statham. He's always going to do good. his thing. And, like, he's fine. The um, the Samoa fight that's advertised in the trailers is, like, really good as a fight scene. Uh, Roman Reigns actually does a lot of work in that scene. Like, it's it's pretty solid. The problem with it is, like, they specifically say, like, the, the scene's got to take place at daybreak. Like, just because that's, like, when they're coming or whatever. Yeah. And the scene starts... At like you know butt crack at dawn, like five thirty in the morning, where the sun's sat in the sky, and within two minutes it's noon. Like, it's just it's very I mean, off putting. It sounds like
0: movie bullshit. So,
1: yeah, but like it's it's filmed in such a way that you can't help but notice it, and it's kind of an issue. Oh, and then there's a post credit scene where Ryan Reynolds comes back and spoils Game of Thrones.
0: So you you stay for the post credit scene. You're all in on post credit scenes. We worked our magic on them.
2: <laughs> I have to say. <laughs> I know you feel the same way. the movie was way. so
0: good. You have to stay for the rest of it.
2: <laughs> it feels very vindicating for us all to be on the right side of history about Fast Five and for the rest of the world to come around slowly. Fast Five is a masterpiece.
1: It is. I don't, like, I'm so not going to say that much, but that movie is so good in so many different ways. It does exactly what it sets out to do. It doesn't waste your time. Like, every scene is there for a reason. And then you look at a movie like this, which is ostensibly in the same series with some of the same characters, and jesus christ i don't want to see the next fast and the furious now justice for han
2: justice for han so bad i will never forget the post credits of six when it shows the han crash and jason statham comes out i thought i was gonna die in the theater yeah
1: yeah that's that's why i'm willing to stay around for something in this franchise because the whole time like there's like this uh this mysterious, like, voiceover character, like, that has a voice modulator, and the voice modulator keeps breaking a little bit, and, like, it's clearly somebody from the past, but you don't know who it is, and oh, you're trying God. to figure it out. I'm like, are they going to tease this in the sequel? Or, or in the in the post credit scene? Are they going to do a sequel tease? Instead, the sequel tweez- tease is Ryan Reynolds running down a hallway going, man, you know how we just stopped that virus? Well, they've got another virus now. And also, here's what happens in the last episode of Game of Thrones. Cool. Literally.
2: It is... I will say as much as this sounds terrible, and Fate of the Furious hurt me. Justin Lin being back for Fast and Furious Nine will get yeah, me in that theater. I
1: know, I'll be there. Um, but if that, that one we- hurts
2: me again, <laughs> I, might, I might be out. I might yeah. be out. Yeah. I can't.
1: can't so much. Hopefully, if that's also bad, they just you know stop making them. They're not. But also, you, cause these they make, make a dollars. So, oh yeah. yeah, so
2: much goddamn money. Oh
0: yeah.
1: I should. I, I would be remiss to mention if I didn't mention Idris Alba for at least a small section of this. By the way, um, he is himself and therefore cool, but also half the movie he's wearing what looks like Master Chief's helmet. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that sounds, that like sounds a good pretty thing. good. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, Parker you know, you have salt. this like. You have this da, 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 charismatic da, da. actor in your movie, <laughs> you know this guy that, uh, by the way, the the Black Superman line from the trailer that everybody was like, oh fuck, maybe they know what they're doing. They use that like four times. Oh, oh good. And like yeah. not repetition. It's, it's just like it's just like you know he does something cool in his motorcycle and the Rock goes, damn, he really is Black Superman. And then the scene continues and it's oh, just no.
2: <sighs> One of my favorite jokes like that was in six, I think, where the Rock texts someone and his name just shows up in the phone as Samoan Thor. And no Correct. one ever speaks it. You just see it. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. But what if they say it over and over again? So you know it's funny. Um. I,
0: I just I. this movie sucks ass, please save it, your. It mom. sounds like the movie knows its audience.
1: And yet <sighs> I'm sorry, I. Sorry, that was there. really mean. <laughs> <laughs> that was extremely uncalled for. My feelings are hurt enough already. There's a post-credit scene where they. Sp- Spoil Game of
2: Thrones. Why the I, fl- I look forward to watching this in six, six months. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, what if Han shows up? Oh, what yeah. if Han shows up, Chris? The movie I was so good. That, I man. trust these writers.
0: They're going to give me what I really like. I oh, look good. forward to watching it's this for a months
2: and getting mad all over again and then talking to Alex and him
0: getting mad all over again. I'm just so Correct. ready for like, I, I, I'm just picturing the theater. Ryan Reynolds says, and then Daenerys and then like a large Pepsi hits the screen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I should say for the record that my theater was loving this. So oh. uh, we are in fact surrounded by retards Yeah. and not just on this recording. Yeah.
0: Correct. Exceptional individuals,
1: Chris. <laughs> just save your money, stay at home, watch Fast Five. It's so much better. Like, Low really, watch mark. any of these movies, but Fast Five is.
2: Really so is it's, it? It's... Is it Brock bottom of the list for you? Pun not intended. Correct. <laughs> it is below Fast <laughs> this and is Furious. The most yes. I obviously intended pun I've ever. Heard. It wasn't. I found. Yeah, it's sure. Just, my there, brain is there, there just is, broken there, there, like this, Chris. I can't help it. I will say
1: there is a rock bottom in the movie. So, okay, uh, well, well great, right, right, half real. star. Yeah, half star. <laughs> Which is one of the few like decent looking action scenes because everything's shot in fucking slow mo. The entire climax of the movie is slow mo punch after slow mo punches. These guys just give each other CTE. Like, man, I hate this. I, I I just I'm I had low expectations and the floor was so much lower than I was expecting. But let's move on before I get angry. Yeah.
2: Man below 4 4 is hot trash four, 4 is, is unwatchable
1: yeah. although a lot of a lot of the reason 4 is
0: unwatchable is the really bad CGI so
2: and that it's also just two, but they got Vin Diesel back.
0: It's also kind yeah. of middle child syndrome. Like, it's not going to be as good as the first one, obviously. It's not going to be as good as the fifth one, obviously. It's not going to be as good as two, because two is bad, but also good. And it's not going to be, it's not as, gonna good be as, as good as Tokyo, Tokyo Direct, Drift, it's, which is the best of them. That is yes. tier zero. So, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Man, future episode Tokyo. I just want to talk about Tokyo Drift for an hour.
0: I'm surprised Same. we haven't uh, done I an mean- episode on that. I mean, I'm willing to do that, literally, wait, whenever. Wait, so. wait, did we do an episode on Tokyo Drift? No. Uh,
2: we still need to do an episode on 8, because you had the best experience oh, where you right, watched yeah. the first half hour and it, then never <laughs> saw the rest of it. That was <laughs> a great experience, for what it's I like. I almost don't want to ruin it for you, because that's the <laughs> yeah, perfect way yeah, to watch no, that movie. No,
1: ha- having gone and I, seen the rest of that movie, you're good.
0: I Every single time, I'm taking you guys at your word there. I am not going to watch the rest of it. It would invalidate the review I posted on terribleblog.net. Please click, turn off your ad block. You know My favorite part of the we Fast and Furious... It's when they're sitting sitting at a
2: command center and looking at a screen and going, ah, the world-ending virus is going to hit. Who fucking cares? Go hijack a TV VCR. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, what else did you watch?
1: So, I realized it had been a very, very, very long time since I had seen Lake Placid.
2: (gasps) (laughs) <laughs> Go so on.
1: when we get to the we get to the opening scene and the guy from in bruges is just in the movie that is something i've forgotten about yeah entirely. he is <laughs> he is in a whole lot of this movie. Oh, be yeah. nice a regular to crocodile for
2: me because i'm regular
1: <laughs> <laughs> so i i genuinely appreciate it just what an absolute shit the crocodile hunter stand-in was in this movie Again, like like I remember this movie existed and not much else. Like I forgot how unbelievably fucking late nineties it is. It's it's very strong. Mm -hmm. Uh, That and Anaconda (laughs) is a
2: you're having a good afternoon.
1: Oh yeah. I mean I mean like I was like forty minutes into this and like man this movie's like way more boring than I remember.
2: And then that bear
1: shows up. (laughs) It sure fucking does. (laughs) Does it have balls? (laughs) <laughs> Unclear, because before you can discern anything about the bear, it gets devoured by a giant crocodile. Mm. Now, I should have been more annoyed with this movie using the what if we just had Betty White say swear words, like, gimmick oh. that
2: apparently every, everyone thinks is funny
1: yeah. now. It kind of worked in this movie.
2: <laughs> also, like, the reveal that she's just feeding that croc so it stays around is incredibly good. <laughs> And then the the later reveal that she knew the whole time that
1: there was a second crocodile and didn't tell them. That's like, real good. That's real good. The, the entire reveal surrounding the second crocodile is incredible because they have this whole back and forth. they like, no, no, no. This creature is like 150 years old. Like, we have to preserve it. We can learn so much about it. Like, let's just trank it and capture it. The gator's stuck in this helicopter. Like, it can't move. They're like, all right, all right, we got it. We can study it now. A second gator shows up, and they all go, like, all of the environmentalists, people go, oh, no, no, blow that one's fucking head off. They <laughs> <laughs> just shoot it with a grenade launcher, and it's gone 15 seconds later. Man,
2: 1999 was <laughs> a strong year.
1: <laughs> that is <coughs> a very powerful second half of a movie. Like, I was real happy with Lake Bust, because that movie's, like, 88 minutes long, so you're really just in and out. It is
2: Bleeding man Bill Pullman hell yeah hunting crocs <laughs> the 90s we didn't know what we had i'll say it.
1: it's it's true it's true i mean give me like five more of these 90s movies and i'll probably be done for a while but right now i'm in the sweet spot like very very pro 90s for this brief moment and last but not least i watched one more thing so as you guys are probably familiar at this point this uh there's an epidemic in this country
2: Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh oh uh We should turn I'm our saying, microphones off here
0: Trump said something similar but let's hear him out
1: I mean these, these wild hogs Are everywhere <laughs> <laughs> Tell us all about I just I just don't know How we're supposed to defend themselves from them So I decided to do some research And I watched a movie called Boar <gasps> Oh man I yes. was waiting for this Oh, I'm so happy! Right. I'm so happy, <laughs> Parker. Parker, have you seen this one? I sure have. I have not. I have not. I want to hear about it. You need so, to watch it. So, Chris, I- I'm going to say one line, and Chris will be in. So, our hero, the extremely tall, jacked, bald guy from Fury Road. Nice. <laughs> he's just playing this character named Uncle Bernie. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> The him. perfect in every way guy
2: Just beating up people in a bar That's
0: what we're calling him Perfect in every way guy
2: I mean he might have a name but it's probably like Uncle Destructo or some I dumb shit like
0: Lord Humongous or something Yeah <laughs> Lord exactly. Humongous exactly. That's what I call my dick No but actually this movie's good oh, so. well.
2: <laughs>
0: You don't understand I can only get mad Three times a day I used him up already So go on challenge accepted (laughs) look
1: it's a movie it's an australian movie from 2018 it's called boar the entire plot is about a giant boar murdering people it really says all that needs to be said like the boar looks pretty good in most of the scenes and then at the end is just like garbage cgi because they clearly ran out of money
2: but there's they, like a uh, solid hour of giant puppet boarhead, which yeah, is incredibly good.
1: It's real good. It's just close ups of people in the boar's mouth. It's All these extremely Australians. Extremely violent. Yes. And then
2: Bill Mosley just getting eaten. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good.
1: The climax of this movie is two people cornered by the boar and a third person who you didn't know was even looking for the boar in the first place just flying over a hill in a pickup truck and sending the boar flying about 30 feet and jumping out and shooting it a bunch of times with a shotgun. This is why we
0: have the Second Amendment. It
2: is so good.
0: Boar is
1: real, real solid. (laughs) (laughs) For fucking this fucking Australian boar movie to end on a sequel tease. (laughs) Like... (laughs)
0: You know what? I'm here for it. Yeah, I mean, who, if not us,
1: put Bigfoot Movies in it? are so cool. Oh my god, Bigfoot versus the bull. Okay, we'll cut there. We'll, cut. well, well, you have to remember. Copyright I, asked. as an as an expert on Australian Bigfoot cinema, now knows that the Australian Bigfoot is called the Yowie.
2: <laughs> I have a lot of Yowie on my hard drive. Pictures of
0: Bigfoot. Uh, yeah, that too.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, some of them have big feet. It's not really <laughs> what I'm interested in, though. I'll I'll
0: part of it,
1: please, please enlighten us with your movies.
2: You know, I'm just gonna go out of order because I want—I know you want me to talk about Wild Men, which I watched. <laughs> you on my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> the recommendation you gave me personally was. It sucks, but you'll like it. Yeah. Correct.
0: The affection we have for each other really lets us. But you know what?
2: Could not be more right if you wanted to be. Because oh, the yeah. whole first hour is just played for comedy, and like it's like nonstop. So there are jokes that don't work, but like every interaction between the main host and the woman skeptic. They fucking hate each other's guts. <laughs> they're constantly arguing over Bigfoot. Wrong. This is Bigfoot poop. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a scene where just cuss them. <laughs> and he's almost getting a fist fight. He's screaming, science is fucking bullshit. You only find a squatch with your gut. It's... <laughs> there's a scene where they're all hanging out drinking in the middle of the night. And they hear something in the woods. And he just goes running out in his bathrobe, firing a gun, screaming, I'm coming for you, motherfucker. <laughs> it's incredibly good it's like an hour of that and then just gratuitous grizzly murder it's so stupidly bloody would you uh would you like to imitate the host's bigfoot calls (laughs) i would not because it is getting late and people are sleeping i would love to but there are numerous (laughs) squatch calls
1: they and like the whole thing is like like I've never heard a Squatch But this is what I imagined they'd sound like And he just goes off of the woods Just starts hooting and hollering Waiting to get a response back from Squatch It's
2: amazing I realize as it is like If I had the funds to make a movie This would be it Complete Correct. with the gone Squatch and hat It's I have not ordered mine yet But the misses and I plan to get matching ones <laughs> It is So good like like you said it sucks but also it's really good <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's like a 20 minute stretch where there's just gratuitous vomit where like someone will see someone's corpse and just run out of frame run up to the camera and projectile vomit <laughs> it's so fucking stupid <laughs> thank you for telling me about this movie because i would have never seen it and Correct. it is <laughs> i will cherish it forever <laughs>
1: I I should mention the reason that uh, I ended up watching this in the first place is because I was scrolling through my Prime recommendations, which are, of course, all Bigfoot movies, with my girlfriend sitting on the couch next to me. I stopped on this one, read the description, and was like, oh, you'll like this. She read it and went, all right, fine.
2: (laughs) There's so many great little lines, like the one female assistant, who's clearly hired because she's hot, and he needs help. He comes, come here, my little geisha, and starts rubbing her shoulder. Oh, no. <laughs> <clears throat> it's very powerful. His brother has very similar energy to myself.
1: <laughs> Correct.
2: <laughs> so I continued to mourn the passing of one Rudger Hauer by watching a movie called Blind Fury. Are either of you familiar? No. Oh my I am goodness. Not. This movie yeah. opens with him in Vietnam. In a dangerous chemical attack, losing his sight. And then training with the blade.
1: Oh, no.
2: Rudger Hauer, in like the first 20 minutes of this movie, he's just at some lady's house, you know? He's just the local blind guy. Things go sour. These dudes show up with guns. He puts the 21-foot rule to use and just starts cutting hands off. His cane that he carries around has a sword in it, and he has these magical daredevil powers. And it is fucking nineteen eighties Rutger Hauer as a blind man just slicing heads. It is so good.
0: This sounds good. It is
2: really, really good. It there's a scene as good as Valerian. Yeah, you'd think that. <laughs> but what if I tell you there's a scene near the end of the movie where he goes to intimidate this guy and this guy's like, You don't know who you're talking to And Rugger Hauer swings his sword and it cuts off the guy's eyebrows and then he leans in and says, I also do circumcision <laughs> <coughs> the climax is him just in a room full of people surrounded knocks the lights out and then just murders them with his sword while his friend throws homemade dynamite <laughs> and also the big bad reveals like with five minutes left that he has hired his own ninja what I'm saying is this movie's five stars it is incredibly 80s and powerful this is going to the top of my list <laughs> yeah you treat yourself to that yeah. Sometimes I need a reminder that I'm just a dumb piece of shit, because I've spent many years going, "Wow, a two and a half hour movie about the Zodiac killer. They never even caught the guy. Why would I waste my time?" Turns out Buddy. I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah, it's that movie's just real good. Sitting there on Netflix, oh, waiting for me to hit play. Holy shit! Why am I so bad at movies, you guys? Zodiac is really like, real fucking it's good just, It's been sitting there this whole time And at uh-huh. no point did I ever think Oh wow, David Fincher, that guy makes good movies This cast is real good It's got Chris's favorite actor, Mark Ruffalo, in it I should hit play <laughs> Like That movie, even knowing that they do not catch the guy Has one of the most tense scenes I've seen all year When he goes <laughs> in that dude's basement My butthole was puckered so tightly That is I would say everyone should watch it But I feel like I'm the only one that hasn't seen it because again, I'm fucking stupid. But that's Funny, what this don't
1: show is. Don't worry. Was, this was me a year ago when I finally saw the social network. So. Well.
2: <laughs> it's fun just realizing like, oh, yeah, everyone loves all these directors who I've seen one movie a piece from. But don't worry, I made time for Hellraiser 7. <laughs> my brain is just full of holes and useless. Speaking of my useless brain. So I watched two Stephen King movies this week, but oh, not yeah. newer ones. Oh. Okay, so the first one was Salem's Lot, which I wish I could say I liked, but it's a two-part made-for-CBS special from the 1970s. It's not going to be what I want it to be. <laughs> like, something made for broadcast TV 40 years ago is not going to have the horror elements I want in a movie. And you know, just... the, real- the really unfortunate
1: thing about Salem's Lot is when the adults finally took it over. God! terrible <laughs> <took it up. laughs> <laughs> Beat me too.
0: Tell you what, I'll, I'll try to redeem it I'll try to get you back on track here Parker uh, Would you say that you can like See the appreciation for like How these TV miniseries sort of started What they ended up becoming Because you get a lot of really good ones that come after it Like uh, It oh, and Langoliers and Tommyknockers I mean
2: if I was a kid in the Shining. 70s And I saw that vampire makeup on TV I would never forget it as long as I live Because that's a spooky looking vampire there's some spooky undead kids. Like, There's things even now I can appreciate, like, oh, that works. But also, since it's a TV miniseries, it's three hours long, and the star is one of the guys from Dukes of Hazard, And also Fred Willard looking the youngest I've ever seen him look, and it's very upsetting to look at. I don't care for <laughs> it. It's very off-putting. To see him as like an early 30s young man is like, what? You've been 85 for 20
0: years. You're going to look like that soon, Parker. And then... <laughs> Oh, buddy. (laughs) If you
2: think I'm making it that long. (laughs) And then I watched another movie of his I should have seen by now, which is The Dead Zone. Have either of y'all seen it? Actually, I have not. It's been a long time, so I don't remember much. Chris, would you like to know the premise to The Dead Zone? Yeah, go ahead. So I did not realize this is a Cronenberg movie, so good on me again. So you've got 1983 Christopher Walken, which already strong foot forward. Gets in a car accident. Goes into a coma for five years. And when he wakes up, he's got psychic powers. He can touch someone and just see these intimate things about him. Sometimes it's the past. Sometimes it's the future. So he kind of puts it to good use. There's a serial killer around town. He solves the crime. Turns out to be the chief. He gets shot. He's like, all right, well, fuck this. I tried to help. I'm going to go hang out and help these kids around the neighborhood. Then Martin Sheen shows up. (laughs) As a good old boy senator running for president. And he shakes his hand and sees that Martin Sheen's going to become president and launch a nuclear assault on the Soviet Union and start a nuclear holocaust. And he realizes, oh, fuck, I have to murder the senator.
0: <laughs> it is very good, is what I'm saying.
2: That actually does sound kind of interesting. It is. It's fun looking back at, like, the order all these movies came out. and It's like, man, like, the first, like, dozen of these adaptations are all really strong. And then the late 80s happen, and we never, <laughs> ever recover. Because at that point, you catch up to the books. It's like, all right, well, we covered everything. Because, like, Salem's Lot was the second-ever thing. It was Carrie and then that. And you get to the late 80s, it's like, all right, well, how many short stories can we turn from 20 pages into 90 minutes? Turns out a lot, and they're all garbage. So, uh... you leave Silver Bullet alone. <laughs> oh, I mean, that is the future episode... In all caps, <laughs> underline asterisk. Are we gonna? Are we just gonna double feature
1: Gary Busey one week with that and Eye of the Tiger? Why not?
0: Anyway, uh... <laughs> I will absolutely watch Eye of the Tiger again. Bar- yeah, Parker. Does the Dead Zone have Cat a lot week. of good uh, body horror?
2: <clears throat> it does not, but it has one death scene that will stick with you. Like it's not especially graphic, but you'll remember it. Oh, good. Because it's it's innovative, we'll say. Oh. Alex, let me turn my chair to face you, <laughs> buddy. You're you're a big fan of trash on Netflix, are you not? Correct. Have you seen the trailer for Secret Obsession?
1: I don't think I have.
2: It's basically a lifetime movie that premiered on Netflix. It is. Such, oh my god! I have, I have, I have. It okay, is the yeah. highest quality trash. You know, I pressed play on it. <laughs> <laughs> So the Asian girl from The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody.
0: Brenda Song?
2: (laughs) Yes. She's just, we start with a cold open, she's just battered up and bruised, running for help, runs to a payphone in 2019, which is cool. Can't get an answer, tries to hijack a car, gets hit by a truck. One thing leads to another, she wakes up at the hospital. You guessed it. She's got amnesia, folks. Wouldn't you believe it? A man shows up, claims to be her husband, nurse is like, hey, do you have any ID? He's like, no. She's like, alright, word, and then lets him in. Then he's able to just, you know, take her home. She's dispatched with her husband. Now you might remember this movie is called Secret Obsession. So maybe that's not her husband. Who's to say Maybe we'll get an answer from Grizzle Detective, the Allstate guy, <laughs> who is dressed exactly like Morgan Freeman in seven. It is what follows is an hour of the most made for TV lifetime original movie ass drama and cat and mouse games. It is chef's kiss, it is so good. Alex, you will love it, and no one else will be able to get through twenty minutes. Sounds about right, yeah. I know you, like you said to me, it sucks, but you'll like it. <laughs> I look forward to that being in your near future. Correct. Apologies to your girlfriend.
1: Also correct. <laughs> Who am I kidding? She'll probably like it more it's, than I will. Oh, big Brenda Thornton. So...
0: <laughs> Who isn't? Yeah. Wait, I think she it's... was in... Uh... A social network, too.
2: Next week's episode <laughs> The Secret Obsession. <laughs> the
0: last thing I watched,
2: your boy finally sat down to watch Hellboy from this year. Oh, that makes the first hey, person uh-oh. this year to watch Hellboy. Hey, Alex. Yeah? You like Deadpool quips in your movie? No, come <sighs> on. You'll fucking love Hellboy. <laughs> Now, the one thing I remembered about this was that, like, a week before it came out, all the articles came out that said the producers just took the movie away from them. <laughs> Boy, can you tell. Because what it looks like to me, without knowing anything else, is that he wanted to make, like, it's not the Del Toro type. It's very much, like, a very loud, almost Army of Darkness-esque, like, really splashy bloody effects and a couple cool monsters. And then they took it and said... Yeah, but what are the youth like? Kids like rock music in Deadpool, right? Oh, no. <laughs> what if we just added some sick guitars to all of these action scenes? What if people were just off camera, but they were still making jokes over the scene? What if we just oh, added in God. jokes after the fact? Oh, no. Like, I try to go in. Like, we all know that no one liked this movie, but still, it's like okay. Like, maybe there'll be something here and then you turn it on and then like the opening scene it's just this info dump over what looks like unfinished CGI and a voiceover saying they were called the Dark Ages for a good fucking reason and I'm like You're oh boy God this isn't your it. dad's Hellboy this is <laughs> dark what if Hellboy had a lot of swears in it it sucks so much ass <laughs> Hey Chris do you like CGI blood No Oh <laughs> Bad news buddy <laughs>
0: Oh that sounds like, dreadful
2: I read this movie is supposed to come out in January But then they pushed it back Because the CGI wasn't done Spoilers The CGI is not done It looks like absolute shit
0: who, who directed this
2: Neil Marshall who did The Descent Which is one of the scariest movies I've ever seen in my life uh, I don't know what happened That's this that is, is sad. It is I don't know what his version that he turned in looked like before it was taken over, but it couldn't have been this bad. This is <clears throat> So what would you say your favorite quip was? Oh my god,
0: dude. <laughs> <laughs> there's okay. there's so, so many there are so many. Can we can we just take a sidebar right now and just talk about the idea of quips in movies and specifically the Deadpool ass quips that they're doing here, because Alex, you called it out a while ago. They really are like the Velvet Underground, except shitty. Like, oh, uh, well, so was the Velvet Underground, but still, uh, so yeah, like yeah, the yeah, Velvet yeah, Underground. Exactly, yeah. yeah, I was gonna say, but uh, <laughs> like the, the idea that people are going to hear and they they watched Deadpool and are like, yeah, I'll just do that in this movie where it doesn't fit and it doesn't make any sense. Uh, wouldn't the better solution just be to make the movie your own? I mean, like I said, like, I don't know what he turned in. I don't know
2: how many jokes he had in original. Because there's still jokes. I mean, like, that's not going to pretend like the Hellboy 1 and 2 didn't have jokes in them. But I, there's so much adr in bullshit. <laughs> like oh. it's, there's a scene like 90 minutes in where he's talking to the fucking corpse of Merlin. He's like, hey, you got to take Excalibur to kill this witch played by Mia Jovovich. And then he goes to touch it and has a dream where he takes it and he becomes a demon and kills all of mankind. And I'm like, you know, man, I got work in the morning. Let's <laughs> fucking wrap this movie up. There's like two cool scenes that happen an hour and 40 minutes in. Thanks for nothing. We spend all this time just with like, geez, plot points that are just so loosely thrown together. You go from place to place and some of them have cool visuals. There's some cool looking stuff in there. And then people start talking. You just want to fucking end, and you get to the action scenes. Like, there's one scene where he's fighting these giant trolls, where I just wrote down, they didn't even bother licensing music. It's just loud guitar riffs. (laughs) It's just just, like, having to turn my TV down, because it's so overbearing, it might wake the neighbors. So it wasn't released as a
0: single, like, end of days? God, I wish.
2: <laughs> I mean, the scene at the end where Kickstart My Heart started playing nearly put my head through a wall. <laughs>
0: that sounds awful.
2: And in case you're wondering, mid-credit scene and post-credit scene, they thought they had something here. <laughs> and it made like 12 million opening weekend. Ooh. It is because like i google the movie and like i see a bunch of stuff from my before it came out of all these videos about their cool ass practical monsters and then i watch it and just see all this cgi shit i'm like what happened who did what will we ever know will it would it even be a better movie like i honestly i don't know how much better you could make this but there's always that part of me that gets upset when i watch something and it's so clear that this was not what was intended like, even if the version he turned in was a fucking one-star piece of garbage, at least it was someone's vision and not just... All right, well, in this scene, you just before they walk... Right, There's too much talking. Uh, put some music in. All right, put a joke here. Now, cu- Okay, now cut to the next scene. It's just... And then reading <laughs> that they just fired the dude's cinematographer just to show him that they're in charge of, like, all right, man, cool, good job. That's how you make movies now. It's... It should have been a Netflix show. Like, how do you fuck up Secret Society of Monsters fighting other monsters in weird love crafting and gods? How do you fuck that up so severely? Why hire a dude who's made... Who, like, has a voice and has made original movies just to be like, no, we don't like that. Like, reading that they had multiple arguments about the design of a tree made me want to put my head through a wall.
0: Oh my god. Movies...
1: Sound like a nightmare. Well, I'm glad you also watched things you enjoy this week. Yeah,
2: I was holding my tongue. We both had our share of quips. <laughs> Love when a movie is successful and everyone takes all of the wrong lessons from it. Oh, uh, well. Uh, the whole fucking, God damn it! this whole <laughs> thing is like, you know, uh, why do I have to fight monsters? You know, I'm a monster. There's got to be a world where monsters don't have to hide, you know. Why do we have to kill them? But the bad guys are just monsters who eat people. Like, there's no <laughs> duality. They're just big, giant pig monsters. I also watched giant feral boars this week. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking. I don't know. One who might, this one might for. say
1: that uh, we have different methods for defeating them in the future. I will use a pickup truck, and you will use jokes. <laughs>
2: yeah. 13 year old me would really like this, and then 14 year old me would be embarrassed that he owned it. <laughs> I know myself, not going to pretend to be better than that. But goddamn, what a fucking disappointment.
0: So, did you like it? No!
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, even I went into it just being like, this is not the Del Toro movies. Don't think about them. Like, don't compare it to that. It's its own thing. And then every scene, you can't help but compare it to it because they do a lot of the same beats. Hey, turns out you can't just show Ian McShane in World War Two and then just show him in current day and pretend like, no, that hasn't been like 70 years. Don't worry about it. He looks the exact same. It's fine. Like, all right, movie. Whatever you say. It's cool. I love quips and CGI blood. Let's talk about this piece of shit movie before my <laughs> night's ruined.
0: Uh, one other thing Ugh. I watched this week, I rewatched all of Ghost Stories and... Let me just say, I might actually have to buy a physical copy of this because I want to feel proud that I actually own this. When the heat death of the universe, when when all of the grid goes down, man, I want to be able to say, no, I don't have to search for it on streaming. I still have this little gem. It is, I think, the most unique anime ever made. You will never see or hear anything like this ever again. I'm not sure what my favorite line is, but it might be like, that, that little kid, uh, Kriichiro, or something like that, with the purple hair, who has the, nah, nah, that voice, he sees, he sees Kaya, and he yells out, Kitty! In, like, episode 18, like he's never seen him before. <laughs> this is good
2: brand synthesis, because, like, two weeks ago, I sent one of those youtube clips to my friends and he watched all 20 minutes of it (laughs) It's
0: so good my favorite thing in the world is telling people the story of how it got made which is also just almost as interesting as the show itself and uh i've been like telling everyone you have got to see this i'm like grabbing people by the shirt how have you not seen this yet it is incredible is it problematic in 2019 yes do i care absolutely not such a
2: precious time it is
0: Incre- I I I'm not going to like debate any of these jokes. I don't care that they call him a fag or a retard or a whatever. I'm just a lot. It all in there. It's so funny. <laughs> it's it's so it works so well. The one character who's referred to solely
2: as Jew. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, South Park was big back then, huh?
0: Blah, blah, blah. And then the girl makes one. <laughs> Dude, her mocking—it gets me every time. <laughs> the, my favorite it's ones really is good. like where it does like the comparisons, like in the original Japanese it sounds like whatever, and in the new one it's just. He's not even saying words. I
2: like when the mouths are moving too fast and they just start, going <laughs> and then someone else talks normal. <laughs> it's incredibly good.
0: It <laughs> I don't know which of my favorite episode is. It's either the one where she has, like, her radio show. <laughs> one of the jokes is almost too racist for me to say, which says a lot. And uh, the other one is uh, where they go to, like, that You s- can't leave us hanging, You said almost. Oh, it's the one where she's about to, like, turn on the microphone or whatever. And uh, she goes, chick chaw chick on. <laughs> 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 Although, at one point, they use a similar joke. They, 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 she says, ah, oh, shit, the whole thing's in Japanese. Chick-chaw-chick. Oh, wait, that's Chinese. same the other one is it's not a specific joke but it's the uh, the episode where they go to the snow vacation it's one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life I think the I think the 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 radio one is even better just because that teacher desperately wants to get pounded same wait what (laughs) who
2: amongst us does not want to be topped <laughs> the
0: other the, okay one of my other jokes which I cannot stop thinking about is like two random unnamed kids just over to the side for some reason the camera focuses on them hey man wanna get lifted sounds Iremon <laughs> okay
2: don't have to do a seance she just desperately wants the devil to come and fuck her brains out
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not quite sure if that's how it goes, but... <laughs> fuck me, Satan, fuck me, Satan, okay.
1: fuck me, Satan is quite literally a quote from oh, that. Okay. All right, yeah. just making sure. Oh, wait, is, oh,
0: right, that's the one where they call up the bitches of Eastwick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I am down for any and all witchcraft episodes of all things anime. Like...
0: That is seriously... God, I I think that might be my all-time favorite. It is up there with, like, Death Note, and Cowboy Bebop, and Your Name. Better I mean, than it, all the Hayao Miyazaki movies. Fight me. Look,
1: Neo-Yokio was a game-changer. Oh, I'm going to... Neo-Yokio is I'm going to so admit, it. It. <laughs> as soon as
0: you said the words, I spin Gregorian house. <laughs> <laughs> Can't oh, <my> wait for... My boyfriend <laughs>
2: spins Gregorian house. Gets me every time. Chris, I just just hope you draft well or else you're going to be introduced to the bachelor board buddy. <laughs> All right, that should be a reward
0: for finishing first is you get to watch New York. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. All right, so uh, what is <laughs> are you ready to explain it to us how the uh, game of games Do you
1: want goes? to do this? Do you want to do this now or do you want to do this at the end?
0: Like we can do it now and just
1: put it at the end. Let's, I, let's, I, care, th- th- I think we have. should put it at the end.
0: Yeah, okay, that's, yeah. That's, that's I it. just um,
1: yeah, my, my thought process is we'll just do it then. But like, if you want to move shit around, that's not. We
0: a we today. usually do it at the end, so I, I figure we might as well keep it that way. Let's stick with what. Yeah, works. still,
2: okay. boy, boy, all run out of steam.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me see. Okay, are you guys ready to talk about the haunting of Sharon Tate?
2: God, I've been waiting boy for months. I. For
0: <laughs> months. <laughs> Parker you've watched this one before in fact you mentioned it on the podcast and Alex and I weren't really listening but uh you correct I I was listening right
2: (laughs) it is one of the most baffling and tasteless things I've ever seen as someone who watches predominantly horror it's been a long time since I've watched a movie and been like this is the most tasteless fucking thing (laughs) I've
1: ever seen it's it's (laughs) funny like I thought the exact same thing and like I don't think of things
0: as tasteless. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, listen to me talk. Uh, But here's the, I mean, uh, other glowing recommendations. I listened to the Half in the Bag episode, and uh, about the most recent Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Jay Bauman declared The Haunting of Sharon Tate as the worst fucking thing. Not the worst fucking movie. The worst fucking thing. (laughs)
2: It is a thing.
0: So, it's, it's in play. It is a creature.
1: I mean, I'm gonna be real. I'd rather watch this than watch Hobbs and Shaw again, but...
2: I mean, yes, this is also not oh, how many <laughs> <Yeah>. minutes.
0: It's <laughs> oh, nightmarish. Anyway, uh... <laughs> So I guess we might as well start with the beginning of the movie a very good place to begin. <laughs> <laughs> Ordinarily this would be one of those episodes, yeah, you know, bounce around, pick around here, spend seven minutes talking about it. So the game of games, but uh no. Parker and I specifically know that we have a lot to say here. First of all, like I'm not even gonna talk about how the fact that the first it's not even like the first act of the movie, it's the opening there it takes forever. But uh, after you get, like, the seven trailer logos and everything, like, look, we made this studio in conjunction with this studio. Also, this studio is a parent company of this studio. Edgar Allan Poe has some thoughts.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to be real. Like, I started up this movie and went to pee, and when I came back and they were still showing production company logos, I knew I was in for a treat. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it took that much funding to get this made. <laughs>
0: Parker, do you want me to say it or are you going to say it? I mean, because one of us is going to say it. You know what?
2: You've been saying it every week for like eight weeks now. (laughs) By all means. You
0: know what? I just think it's really lame that Max Landis ripped off Edgar Allan Poe.
2: (laughs) It's all that we see or seem, but a meme within a meme. And only a
0: bright can wield the wand. (laughs) That's, That's one of those things. The movie is explicitly clear. About where it's going and what it's going to do, and it's still really fucking tasteless. Uh, like, what every single thing that Hillary Duff says is like, do you think maybe we're all like living inside like a simulation? Ever say uh, that's man? not how
2: she says it? Okay, why not you say it how she says it? Chris? <laughs> I, mean, I already said the, <laughs> the right wheel to one
0: line. How about you say it?
2: <laughs> well, I. So, as we know, I saw this movie, but I've blocked out most of it. So, when the second line of dialogue is, Have you ever had a psychic experience? She's like, Yes, I have. It's a terribly (laughs) frightening thing. (laughs) I remembered an accent. I was not prepared for this accent. My girlfriend equated it to Sweet D and Always Sunny trying to do a British accent. <laughs> Years ago, I had a frightening terror. <laughs> My love, American actress Sharon Tate, Queen of Scots, was
0: fucking stupid. I, I, I liked how she just sounded like Elmer Fudd. I'm pretty sure she one of her hobbies before she got brutally, tragically murdered was to go hunt uh, pesky wabbits. Uh, <laughs> anyway... What is with that shot, that black and white shot at the beginning? Was that, like, a music video <laughs> shot? What the fuck it's were arctic. they doing? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Dude, I
1: thought I was watching the fucking video for good
0: vibrations. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, so what are bom, the problems? Bom, bom,
2: bom, bom. Parker, you worried it a little bit. Future episode. Yeah, yeah, oh,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just, Just video. Video <laughs> I would actually be done. Anyway, uh... Parker, you mentioned it uh, when you first talked about uh, The Haunting of Sharon Tate, but you kind of worded it differently. I don't remember your exact wording, but it really stuck with me. And I I word it like this. They keep using everyone's first and last name (laughs) together. (laughs) And it is the most unbelievable thing. It's because it reminds me like they're all like hosts on First Take or something like that. Now, do you agree with me? Stephen A. Smith, like... There's a bit of a million episodes of this. Everyone knows who that guy is. That's the only reason they're turning on their TVs. Similarly, it, the movies are called The Haunting of Sharon Tate. You don't need to call her Sharon Tate after we've already How been are you introduced doing? To her. <laughs> Hello,
2: Sharon Tate, my friend. How is life? My life is okay. But that's just a simple opinion of me, your friend, Abigail Folger, heiress of the Folger Coffee Fortune. <laughs> We're all friends here. Don't
0: you miss your husband, Rob... Rome- Wait, how did the guy say it in the open? Remember, the guy said his name weird. He he didn't say it Roman Polanski. He said Roman Polanski or something. It's
1: <laughs> not his fault. He's Polish.
0: So am I. There's two things I hate: <laughs> <laughs> pedophiles and filmmakers. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Roman. That's a double negative, so it's okay. Anyway, uh, Roman Polanski is not in this movie. For I don't know. He getting like there's some sort of controversy going on. So uh, instead, we have. Well it's not the cuck guy. Uh, who is that
2: guy? Disagree. Who is
0: the Chad who's driving her around everywhere? He's still <laughs> getting cocked, but he's...
2: He will always be the Cut guy. Well, the cut
0: guy's in there he as a, as an actual Polish person this time, but who is a taller guy who was like driving around?
1: No, no, the the cut guy and the Polish guy are different people. Yeah. Like Oh
0: wait. Really?
2: I, yeah, I refuse to put names to these faces. Yeah, I I wasn't keeping track.
1: Well, I I mean, they are the cut guy and the Polish guy. I just know they're different people. <laughs> yeah, we're, like, we're just gonna call them that.
0: This sounds like if everyone's listening to this is like, what in the fuck are they talking about? Look, watch the movie. It's not gonna make it any clearer. <laughs>
1: is that a recommendation? Well, the movie makes it very clear what these people's names are, and in response, I
2: say no. Yeah, I refuse. If you're gonna push them on me that hard, oh yeah, I will not learn history. I will not learn facts. I do not care about your feelings
0: I mean again Alex is exactly right the movie does make it very clear who their names are but I didn't care at one point her friend and Parker I know you wrote this down uh, she says I'll always be known as Abigail Folger <laughs> no you won't because
2: <laughs> I'm not going to remember it my claim to fame being that dead girl and then
0: she says in her next line as for you Sharon Tate this movie's like 45 minutes in at this point we know who Sharon Tate is
2: i've been listening to lizzie mcguire talk with a fake british accent that for some reason no one has called cut on
0: i think one of the other things about it is that like this is a note that i made like way earlier in the movie than i should have is that this feels like a movie made by and for people with a sharon tate manson family kind of fetish like not necessarily saying that like they jerk off to it but at least one guy is and the otherwise it's like Fetish using term terms like that's all that people care about.
1: <laughs> yeah, not for jerk it off, except for the weird perverts that I jerk mean, off. yeah, I mean <laughs> except for
0: that. But like it's also <laughs> used like the, the, the kind of way it's like they're just they get that weird obsession. Like it's a kind of not really a recent phenomenon, but, like, white girls and serial killer specials on Netflix. It's like, oh, yeah, I gotta know about that. It's like the people who research all the really specific details about that. Yeah, and Abigail Fulcher was in her room. It's, like, kind of irritating how people are oh, obsessed with that. daddy her.
2: text can raw me.
0: <laughs> yeah. So... I am the devil. It just, Please do not break the it rules. Just felt like, <laughs> it just felt like that. And then my next note says in all caps, is this movie going to start? Because that's the exact sort of thing my dad would have said. Because that opening, it's I guess it's the opening credit sequence, takes like 20 minutes. What the fuck the were the opening doing? When you
2: realize like, oh my God, are they showing the real crime scene footage of these real dead people in this movie with Hillary Duff in it? it <laughs> oh my like immediately like all right well most people are turning this off now because <laughs> jesus christ yeah
0: it was <laughs> that raises the question why did we keep it anyway it's for content. look at me
2: anyway. the movie starts <laughs>
0: with eventually going, you tell me eventually. when you
2: tell me something has an 8 out of 100 on metacritic <laughs> i have to watch it when the movie starts with someone off screen going Hey, do you have psychic visions? You're going, oh, yes, I have. It's frightening. And then jump cut a year to a bunch of dead bodies and then jump back three days, Mike. Oh, I guess I'm watching this now. Because, <laughs> like, I watched this months ago. I could have turned it off ten minutes in, and no one would have ever known. I... But I knew as soon <laughs> as this happened, I had to see it through. So, like I
0: said, the movie starts eventually. Most movies begin as soon as you turn them on, but this movie takes its time to actually start. She uh, drives up to her house, and she uh, she yells at her little cut guy to get her out of the car. Because that's what they do. And she's uh, very pregnant, and... I kind of made myself laugh at the idea of Hilary Duff getting herself pregnant for this movie <laughs> she that gut
2: changes shape and size 18 fucking maybe times. it's a ghost it of is, Charlie it is massive Ooh. Roman Polanski is seeking asylum by a hiding fucking gut it's so big
1: it's just a bunch of babies wearing a trench coat like horizontally <laughs>
2: They get out of the car and she listens. Goes, don't you think it's possible to fall in love for the first time twice? And you're like, and oh the guy fuck! Responds,
0: what did you say? <laughs> Come again, <laughs> my lady. She seriously, she <laughs> she sounds like Barty Frank the entire movie. So <laughs> uh, anyway, one of the things that I like about movies is when a movie teaches me something. And I'll admit, oh I did not know that Roman Polanski was originally set to direct *Day of the Dolphin*. I learned something today. <laughs> this movie's made by a real film buff, as you and I both know. A
2: real student of his craft. Anyway,
0: uh, th- that—that's next week's episode. So. Uh...
2: <laughs> oh man. So count me so in. You're... Someone say witches.
0: <laughs> so you remember. Shit. So you remember like the breakfast scene in uh, De- in what was it Death Proof or whatever, where it goes on for like. I thought you're gonna minutes. say Deadpool. No,
2: no. Enough about Deadpool. Please, Jesus. just no. Just do- we don't need to mention the D word <laughs> anymore. Good, good point. Good point. This Ooh. movie could be more quick yeah. <laughs> Anyway, between shots <laughs> yeah. of dead dogs. <laughs>
1: So yeah, what if what if what if that uh, that high school kid working on his car was actually Ryan Reynolds, He just made a bunch of quips about the murders before yeah, that be happened. Great. What
2: if Hillary Duff just start referenced dubstep three <laughs> times for some reason? Okay. I feel just like Cersei. Alright, yeah. cool. <laughs> Parker, you're getting kinda good at
0: that accent. It'd be a real shame uh, if you talk like that during your entire shift at work.
2: Oh man, My- she is gonna have so much fun. Tomorrow. <laughs> the whole drive
0: there. Okay, so yeah, I'm working the- <laughs> at. They must be doing construction on this lane. I'm working at Target over there, and you won't believe what's happening next.
2: <laughs> be very, very quiet. I'm 20 minutes late because I stopped to get taquitos at Rice <laughs> A big old treat boy
0: so this is the breakfast scene happens for them, although i guess it might be a dinner scene that's where they're constantly using everyone's first and last names i'm pretty sure God, at I, one point it almost sounds like a fucking tommy Wiseau script because i'm pretty sure someone asked her so how's your husband roman polanski doing in europe working on day of the dolphin
2: like i would rather be at the dinner scene from texas chainsaw than this dinner <laughs> it is agonizing
0: <laughs> I I just (laughs) it really is close
2: up of person speaking to someone using their Christian first, middle, and last name, <laughs> zodiac sign. Uh,
0: maybe it was Alex who mentioned, "It's like ah, and uh, then I'm going to go beat Ringo star of the Beatles, <laughs> it's the fucking cards Yeah, that's uh so yes,
2: we the Beatles, the four Beatles from Liverpool, uh, the Fab Four, as we're also known.
0: <laughs> that's basically what it feels like, you know. <laughs>
2: Oh man! Speaking of a movie, I need to watch yeah, again.
0: Right. Okay, I, that's what about midway through the movie, I was like, I know why she's doing that voice. I guess the implication is that Sharon Tate actually had a, a an affect to her voice like that, maybe a cleft palate, and <laughs> also could see the I thought future. You we're gonna say brain damage. <laughs> <laughs> maybe she had CTE. We don't know. <laughs> Hilary Duff as Titus Young. <laughs> But you weren't into
2: the Dolphin. And she just stared off in the distance. (laughs)
0: She's (laughs) (laughs) purpose. Joke for three people.
2: You, me, and Alex.
0: (laughs) She's she's purposefully lining up on the wrong wrong set.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I had a good season with the Rams. (laughs) Uh, Sheridan, you're not on the Rams anymore. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> so, now we're at the part of the movie where it's just, like, 30 minutes of her walking in the hall slowly. Okay. That's it. <laughs> hey, you guys see a Haunted House movie before? No. Here's another one. Now,
0: before that... Jeez, oh, there's so much I just remembered. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, before that, they're playing, like, tarot cards. I guess Ouija board hadn't been invented yet, so... Uh, they, they do that thing where they spin a marble around, and it lands on your tarot card. It's like, oh, please say that she's going to have a healthy baby girl. It lands, I guess, on the death one. Oh, I guess it's a boy. Or whatever. That's, and then it lands on like wrong thing. Just as soon as she gets a knock at the door, it's, I don't know, it's Charles Manson or something.
1: No, it's it's much better than that. It's She asks if she's going to live a long and healthy uh, life. The marble is spinning.
0: Fade to black. It is the most Fuck. that's you're like, seriously one of the most insulting parts of the movie. For, <laughs> sorry, that's seriously like so insulting to me. That part of the movie, I couldn't
1: stand. It's, it was just it is. It's more than insulting to me because like I want to see the scene of them awkwardly reacting to that ball landing on no. Like <laughs> if you're gonna put the Ouija board scene in this movie, I want to see the reaction to it. Like, I don't want the, I don't know what the marble said. Who is to say? Ooh, isn't that spooky? Like, no, it's not. It actually, like, ruins the entire conceit of putting the scene in the movie in the first
0: place. Now, this is also the scene where they're interrupted by a knock at the door. It's one of the hippies or something like that who doesn't get shot, so... Come on. Fucking hippies. Anyway, the... I think it's the Polish guy who goes to answer the door. Maybe it's a cuck guy. I don't know. One in the same. And uh, he answers the door and he says the words This is the house of Sharon Tate and Roman Polanski. <laughs> just a human voicemail fucking standing there, staring you dead in the just eyes. Just giving them their address. Yeah, this is uh, famous people. You want to come in? Just shit all over the place? You know, just bother these famous people? Oh, no. Okay. We'll see you later uh then she falls asleep i guess maybe she has a nightmare this is one of like 12 nightmare scenes or something like that god
2: movie. almighty it's,
0: which nightmare is this uh, one this is the first one i believe I, I believe she has a nightmare maybe she hears his song or something like we'll get to the song in a bit because i have a lot to say about this oh song. my god yes yeah, we will <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure she she's haunted by the idea of hippies showing up to her house and then she's woken up by i don't know a knock at the door or something like that And the Polish guy gets up. It is tidy whiteys. I can see way more dog than I want to, and he goes out there yelling and screaming like he's fucking Dennis Hopper, and opens the door, and that dog bursts out of there. What did they name that dog?
1: It's Doctor Mantis. I'm pretty
0: sure. Like I'm pretty sure he called the 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 dog Doctor Sepresi or something. What the f Okay, here's how bad I got about this. I, I couldn't understand. Man, me. he's Polish.
1: <laughs> Dogs are probably actually doctors yeah. there. <laughs>
0: Like I kept thinking, I was like, what, why did he name the dog Dr. Deuteronomy? It doesn't make any sense. So I actually had to pause the movie. I was like, okay, I can't believe the movie made me do this. I googled what was Sharon Tate's dog name Because you know that information is publicly available. <laughs> turns out... How I learned to stop worrying and fuck that dog. <laughs> it turns out the name...
2: Well, I guess we know the ending of Cats. We know which cat was chosen to die at the Turns, end.
0: Out... <laughs> turns out the name of the dog was Prudence, which... Uh... Why did the movie lie about this? They got all the other details exact as they possibly could. Well, you see, she actually had a second dog
1: that was a sleeper agent for the Manson family. <laughs>
0: You know, I'd like to take this opportunity to introduce the fourth member of this podcast. Here, we just decided that based on the last episode, which I swear I'll edit soon, we we ought to get like a little representative, of our own little mascot. This is Cinnamon. Say hi to Cinnamon. Okay, okay. Down, down. There's no kids in this. No kids in this movie. Okay. Yeah, relax. See, TL wagging. Okay. So uh, every time Hillary Duff
2: stands up, dog, and you can see her belly over the table, his tail goes down. He starts down.
0: Cinnamon, <laughs> we talked about this. It's, I'll take it to the
1: bet. It's actually, like, like it's a really important plot point that they kill off the dog in this movie. Because otherwise, there's no way that baby was
2: ever coming to terms. <laughs> that wasn't a prequel. That was the real premonition from their game. <laughs> oh, let's talk about... They rolled the <laughs> dice too hard, and it landed in the dog bowl, and they just stared at him like, oh, jeez. Okay, okay, guys, let's... <laughs> we violated the NAP. <laughs> guys,
0: guys, let's talk about the dead dog. Simmons, stop drooling. Okay, so... The- that <laughs> is...
2: That's why there were eight production companies because all their budget went to that dead
0: maggot-filled dog. So the thing about that dead dog scene is that it looks like it was eight different companies' cuts of it. Remember, it kept like zooming in. It's like this guy, this yes. guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. Check look, this
2: shit out. Look, it's a it's dead fucking dog. It's got maggots. Look how dead this dog <laughs> yeah. is.
0: Like they were really obsessed with it. I, I why? Why is that the scary shot? Zooming,
1: zooming in repeatedly on that dog to show like how much special effects and time and money they put into that dead dog is like entirely how I felt the entire time I was playing Portal. Like, we get it, man. You have a physics and cool.
0: Eat your heart out.
2: This is how Twister would film a dead dog.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Microwave, gas station, bee burritos just doesn't get any better than this. So the next thing, <laughs>
2: woogie 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 You know, fish think fingers are food.
0: <laughs>
1: oh yeah, I forgot that we could fly.
0: So uh, in the in the next dream sequence, this is uh, oh my god. They, they kind of <laughs> fucked up. They put the climax of the movie in the direct middle of the movie.
2: When I hit pause, I was so
0: angry. (laughs) Oh, thank God, that was merciful. This is is when the hippies come and just start massacring the family. You're just like, oh, that's probably what happened. Kind of really sick to see it on screen, isn't it?
2: (laughs) There sure are a lot of lingering shots of these people just being murdered. Like, the camera's just not really, really seeing it. This is,
0: uh... Kind of
2: a... Really just getting in there Just That guy's just struggling for his life That dude really died like that realized, Oh it was a dream oh. <laughs> So not only is this movie in bad taste like Oh you're not just going to see it You're going to see it
0: again Look at all this gruesome footage Don't worry it didn't actually happen I mean it did but. And again <laughs> and They showed the entire murder like three times But again no one's jerking off to this Except for like the weird guys who like jerk off to it But anyway I want to talk about the blood spatter Parker, did you notice how awful? <laughs> <laughs> it's, man, it is. You know, the fake blood spatter. I think I've ever, it literally looks like that Photoshop blood spatter. <laughs> they put a fucking Instagram filter <laughs> on it.
2: Now, did we skip the dream sequence with the the haunted realtor? Okay, playing? sorry. By embarrassment, <laughs> I cannot possibly skip over that because, song. Because, like, Troop Sequence number four is just one of Charles Manson's shitty folk songs playing, and it's all supposed to be ominous, and then it gets spooky and dark and Neil's Helter Skelter <laughs> <and> shuts off. <laughs>
0: okay. It sucks. So- Here's the thing about what's making this so much more insulting is that they get so many of the details, not just right, but like annoyingly right. Like, yeah, okay, Abigail Folger, heir to the Folger Empire. It's like Doug Demidomum or the Dimstiel Demidomum. Meanwhile... (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> meanwhile, so meanwhile, oh, you're just mad he didn't think of that first. Meanwhile, he's got a shitty song playing there, and it's just like, yes, Charlie Manson was in fact a singer. No one liked his music except for the drummer from the Beach Boys. But yeah, he did in fact have some songs, and yes, they were at one point released. Didn't Guns
1: N' Roses cover him? At yeah, some point? it was real
0: edgy. Anyway, yeah, some of his songs were released. I
1: don't know. I mean, that's like the kind of music you listen to. I, I don't listen to sure. Guns N' Roses.
0: That's Parker's dad. Anyway, uh, no. Actually, yes, See? it is. I remember of his paper pants. i
2: i have heard that greatest hit CD so many times.
0: Do one of the songs. Oh, no. Damn, I almost got it. Anyway, do the Halo. Th- <laughs> how, how am I supposed to know who has fun and games? <laughs> <laughs> God, that one
2: year of Madden with fucking Welcome to the Jungle and Crazy I, bl- I <laughs> loved how they... And we ready, of I course. I my favorite thing is how we have fun <laughs> and awesome games. My favorite
0: thing is... They kept fucking bleeping out Welcome to the Jungle. Char- anyway, back to Charlie Manson's song, <laughs> which features the new drums. Uh, they keep playing it over and over and over again. Like, I, I get the idea. The idea in their head is like, hey, a serial killer wrote this. But it's like looking at one of Hitler's paintings. It's not really creepy, it's just bad. You know? It's like, oh, I can... Come. You we leave him can we... alone.
2: <laughs> can we jump ahead? Like, we'll get back to it. But to when she takes it to the second cut guy who lives in a van and he decodes it. Because I wrote down word for word when he plays it backwards. And it says, ah, it's a Skelter like the Beatles song. She goes, what? And he goes, <clears throat> it sounds like a chant or mantra. Like the foretelling of a prophecy. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely go fuck yourself he,
0: he, I, I was very happy that he edited out the part where he quoted the Wikipedia bracket two bracket
2: <laughs> citation needed Miss Tate
0: so I just I feel like
1: this is the point to say this um, you know Parker you just watched a movie called Wild Men this week I did you know what a low budget movie looks like I do. boy do I ever The most insulting thing about this movie is that a lot of the scenes, like, if you ignore the way people talk and what the movie's about and just all the dialogue and everything involving the story, actually look pretty good. Like, this looks like a good Home Invasion movie, and then you listen to the words and go, oh, what the fuck is this? What's wrong
2: with the way I talk?
0: (laughs) And it's like... No, Alex, there, you're on the right I'm not track.
1: saying there is something here... I'm not saying there is something here with the plot. I'm saying that the people involved in making this movie, considering what they
2: had to work with, did a pretty fucking
1: good job. Like, this movie looks really
2: good. But... Someone got hired to do a job, and they cared. So... That person was not the director. Now, Alex,
0: I'm actually kind of on your side here, because I think it's not just the cinematography, which is, at worst, fine. Uh... It's... Except for the black and white sequences that open and close the movie like Gotti. But, uh, it's... <laughs> which I assume the director just did on his own. Greatest fucking murders Five in the There is something... You we
1: ain't never gonna see any ghosts like, Even the that.
0: editing is mostly fine <laughs> outside of, like, the asinine, like, dog editing scene. Because I assume that all those dream sequences are written to the script. You can't just cut them out. See, the thing about it is the movie... It, it, it's made clearly by people, not just w- one guy. It's made by people who know how horror movies are supposed to work. It almost feels satirical in that way. It's like, oh, I bet horror movie fans like shit like this. It's like, no, no, no. I understand. There's like building tension. I care about this character now. I don't want these things to happen. uh One of the scenes where I, I am briefly on Sharon Tate's side, which. I guess I'm always on her side, but, like, as a character <laughs> yeah, in the
1: movie. <laughs> At what point were you flipping to the other side in this movie? Like, you know what?
2: Those hippies were onto something. If it, it in the movie
0: faster, it would have been, you know, for it. But, like, it's the scene where she's getting all these letters from Charlie Manson, and it turns out her friends have, like, a stack of them that they've just been hiding from. Oh, we just didn't want you to worry. What the fuck is wrong with you people? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I just, I don't understand why an heiress is freeloading in their house. Like, it's, <laughs> it's very confusing. I'm not saying that that didn't actually happen. I just... Okay, so you're worth, like, a billion dollars in, like, 1970s money.
2: Oh, wait, do you mean Abigail Folger heirs to the Folger coffee fortune?
1: (laughs) That's me, Abigail
0: Folger. No, I meant the cuck guy. (laughs) Heir to the cuck fortune. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can't believe he stole all of Roman Polanski's money. Actually, that's a weird line in the movie, which I don't know if this is true. I haven't read any Sharon Tate biographies, so already the director must hate me. But, uh... Apparently, Roman Polanski would cheat on Sharon Tate? Really? Him?
2: I mean, with like With her? You know. with, uh, with
1: I think it was the 60s and uh, men could just do whatever they wanted, so that kind of checks guess, uh, out. His I taste think, skewed. Yeah, Parker's got a differently. Parker's probably a little bit more. Now, I'm now, I'm now, I'm
0: now, <laughs> uh, satire, period. Yeah, uh, yeah good thing they just didn't address that.
1: Actually, you guys are the perverts for thinking yeah, it's gross. That's a
0: good point. Anyway, uh... <laughs> just... I had a premonition.
2: It's called a phobophilia.
0: Alright. thanks. So sure. again, like, one of the other things is, like, if you think that Charlie Manson's songs are creepy, you're wrong, but, like, just play Correct. Charlie Manson's song. Don't invent back on his on his tracks because he didn't even have the technology to do it. He was just one asshole with a beaten-up acoustic guitar. He wasn't going to backtrack fucking helter-skelter on his songs. He was just a shitty hippie who couldn't even afford a exactly. drum set.
2: Like, the foretelling of a prophecy.
0: Just (laughs) never
2: stop fucking off, movie.
0: Incredible that they actually have the unmitigated audacity to do that. Okay, so remember back in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? It's almost an unfair comparison, because that's like an actual movie versus correct. But, like, remember how Charlie Manson was only in that movie for, like, a scene? He's just like, oh, uh. Hey, does this
2: guy live here? No, he oh,
0: moved. Bro. All see right. See you later. And it's <laughs> like, Bye movie. but that scene still kind of sticks with you because it's just like, um, it's, it's like his presence is still there. They just keep putting him in this movie over and over and over again. you are just like, but he wasn't even there. All right, but what if we just have some shots
2: of him standing outside her window and then she wakes up four times?
1: <laughs>
2: hey, you guys ever see, a, it's literally like just a fucking direct to DVD version of a Conjuring movie. But then, with actual murders, <laughs> it's
1: and like even if fucking... you go ahead, even if you want to ignore like the history part where like he wasn't involved, like one of the central plot points of this movie is like, yeah, he thinks this record producer still lives here, so he keeps sending us our tapes. But also, he's looking in the windows and knows the guy doesn't live here.
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, what if that's sure. Movie. Part of the Whatever.
0: Dream? <laughs> I'm so sick of those. Like, this sequences. is Jesus Christ. This is. Every
2: haunted house movie I've seen for the last ten years of just long walks through a fucking dark hallway. And there's a spooky sound and you turn on the faucet and oh my god it's blood and oh my god there's someone outside the window. But then you look and they're gone. It's every rote cliche thing and then tied into murders that actually happen. Yeah, that's the thing (laughs) about
0: it. It's like, okay, so I guess we can get into the final... I guess it's not treated as a dream sequence. I can't tell. Oh, my God. Was it?
2: it? Uh, I feel like it was definitely a dream sequence. I mean, it has to. I mean, obviously.
0: But it felt like in terms of the context of the movie, they were saying, like, no, no, no. This is the one that actually happened. She actually survived. And we're we're all on the wrong, like, timescale here. (laughs) (laughs) This is the canon multiverse. Yeah, because uh, at one point, Sharon Tate, I think since afterwards, is every once in a while, we have an opportunity to get things right. I remember specifically she says oh. that, and I, again, that's what the movie's saying at the beginning is just like, let's quote the Bandersnatch guy, there's alternate timelines, and the, we have to, it's, it's, yeah, it's some real I'm pretty sure that's shit. exactly like, what they're it's... trying to do, and they set that up for it, and it's still insulting, and it's still tasteless.
2: There's a point like an hour in, they're like, oh yeah, they keep showing up and knocking on the door, they're like part of his family or something, it's like. Wait, do you mean like Juggalo family, or do you just know what the Manson family is
0: No, no, no. no, no, no. They mean Familia, like in Fast and the Furious. Family. Ah, oh. salute.
2: Corona's all around, boys.
0: You know what? That's the thing, is that that final scene where I guess they're hunting down the Manson family is not revenge, but like, oh, they're trying to kill us, we'll kill them sort of thing. It really would have helped them if they had had a pit bull. Yes, yes you. Yeah, Very good girl. Very
2: awesome. good girl. Hilary Duff as Sharon Tate as Dominic Toretto. <laughs>
1: Probably a better performance. You can have any beer you
2: want as long as it's a Kelowna. You never had me. You never had your car. <laughs> the <laughs> buster kept me out of handcuffs. <laughs>
0: she really I, does talk. Guess what, about what I'm watching know, this week.
1: <laughs> I, I understand, you know, all of your interpretations of the movie. But I choose to go with the interpretation where the Hillary Duff we interact with at the end, who appears to be a ghost, is actually like one of the Jet Li copies from another universe <laughs> that has come to this universe to try to stop the murders.
2: Oh my god. Maybe she gives birth to Jet Li. If she j- if fucking Paparosh
0: started playing, she started fighting <laughs> all those cops. <laughs> Damn, Sharon Tate is woke. All the hippies are standing outside her window, and then you hear, ooh, wah, ah, as they kick the door in. <laughs> There's only one Sharon Tate left, and then she'll be too powerful
2: to be contained. <laughs> she is the Manson family going. Okay, guys, uh, cut all this. Uh, we're gonna... the, the
1: Manson family are actually time cops that were fanning an interdimensional we know about that. God,
2: the movie ends with this Sharon Tate touching other Sharon Tate, and they both just fucking collide and melt into each other. Okay, cut all of this. <laughs> Do not steal. <laughs> Original content. Our rare Pepe, not yours. Could not be more tasteless than this movie.
0: Oh, could anything? Speaking of tasteless things, uh, let's get back to the dead so dog. So here's
2: the thing with this movie. We show it. We show, <laughs> we show all of it. Yeah. it. So that's a... Multiple so times. the thing
0: about the dead dog is that they bring the dead dog back briefly when she opens up her fridge. Like come
2: on just for it to disappear and be like oh wow she's a woman you know Never what that been... means she's got a case of the hysteria
0: yeah. oh, those pregnant dames <laughs>
2: oh, always sweating and talking about her fat ass oh okay fat, let's talk about the fat ass toes. scene where
0: they're talking about like oh i hope her ass returns the way it used to be boy the 60s were weird weren't they you know they hated 60s fat ass yeah. terrible Things were different.
2: No one in the '60s was dummy thick, (laughs) and that's why
0: they're all fucking. Mama Cass is dummy thick. The the '60s were
1: so unbelievably and unequivocally shitty that we probably did Vietnam a favor.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Chris, can you call your dad for (laughs)
0: compliments? You know, we taught him a lot. He really educated the Nazis over there. Taught him a lesson. Anyway, only LBJ hadn't pulled him out. Uh, So I I was just thinking. uh, So far, um, do you have any thoughts, uh, any final thoughts here on (laughs) The Haunting of Sharon Tate? I'll let you guys go first. I mean, this movie ends, and it does try
2: to do like a third act twist of like, no, she's been seeing this coming, and they fight them off. And it's like this long, like 15-minute sequence, but they fight off the Manson family, and then they return to the house to find that they're dead, and they're all just ghosts. And they're like, alright, peace out. And they just walk off to heaven, I guess. And the movie ends. That I happened!
1: Return to my home planet.
2: Goodbye. <laughs> this movie has the audacity to tell you, like, I oh, should none of that happened. Yeah, no, they got fucking murdered. Yeah, remember those murders you saw? Yeah, that happened. Now she's going to carry her baby off to heaven. The baby we could not afford to get a prop of, so it never faces the camera. <laughs>
0: I I think to me the most insulting part of the movie is the se- <laughs> it's the second John Gotti sequence in black and white filmed from overhead where she's looking up the camera with her Lizzie McGuire face and she's just saying like Yo you never met a fucking actress like me and then it was, then the camera like pans down to show her baby and it turns out she gave birth to her own little Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone spliced
2: this movie with a little cartoon from Lizzie McGuire? Because if not, cut this original content. Do not steal.
0: (laughs) All right, Alex, uh, Game of Games is fast approaching. Can you explain to us how it will work this season?
1: Boy, is it. Now, of course, we have a little bit of of preseason time to get through. And by a little bit, I mean all of it. Hall of Fame game doesn't count. Right. Um, Correct. So I figured... You know, we can get a little little bit of a head start in the proceedings, not try to just bog people down with everything in one week, and uh, we can select our teams that are gonna be with us for this season. Now, how this is gonna work. As you guys know, there are eight divisions of the NFL, and there are three of us. Yes. Correct. <laughs> I was waiting for the affirmation. It was very important. I need to make sure I was like oh
0: fuck, is there four of us? I had to put uh, it into uh, my computer uh, really quick and be like, wait, is he? Okay, yeah, I was fact-checking.
1: Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to have a snake draft. The snake is probably dead if it helps. (laughs) Damn um, it. So I am going to press randomize on this list of our names on Mm random.org. And how this is going to work is when it's your turn, you can select any team that is still available as long as you don't already own a team from that division. So we're going to go until all of us have one team in each of the 8 divisions. But again, it's going to snakes. So there's some strategy. Like That's maybe you value maybe you value the Patriots more because all the other teams in the AFC East suck ass. Maybe you value the NFC North teams less because even though the Lions are going to win the Super Bowl, like the other <laughs> two teams are pretty good too. So
2: And for me, right. single week forever.
1: Repick,
0: please don't turn this <laughs> off. I love you.
1: All oh right, no! Guys. Don't 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 worry. He stopped listening like thirty episodes ah, ago. Snakes,
2: the cats of the desert. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, randomize. Our draft order is me, then Parker, then Chris. Oh, and I will. I will start us off by selecting the New England Patriots. Right, damn it! Might as well leave. <laughs>
2: uh, give Daddy Chiefs.
1: Daddy wants his Chiefs.
0: Chris, you got two picks on the turn. I know, I'm not as stupid as I look. Alright, I'm going to go... With... Actually, I am as stupid as I look. I'm going to take the Eagles. <laughs> the champions. Yeah, uh, they're the champs. And I'm going to have to take the Bears. The
1: Bears. Cats Are of the they? forest. <laughs> the Cats of the Forest.
2: <laughs> Obvious. I don't know. I don't know who in the South is good. I haven't followed anything. Which South? <laughs> <Either>. Correct.
0: <laughs>
2: should be obvious. <sighs> Fuck it. Colts still still win ten games. For that garbage ass division. Here we go. Here we go.
1: Here Colts we go. Here we go. for Parker. All right. I will take the Los Angeles Chargers and the Los Angeles Rams. Damn it. That was the one I was on.
2: Really should
1: have taken them. I'll tell you who I don't want. It's the fucking Seahawks. So what do you guys no, have No. No.
0: <sighs> that means there's always going to be an unclaimed team in each division, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: and we'll see what they do later
0: yeah, on. I'll just let the Packers
2: disappoint me.
0: Packers? Yeah. Okay. I know, this.
2: I know how this Hell goes. Hell yes, I
0: get my Lions. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a fight for them. Oh, I'm, yeah, it's going to be me. I'm going to take the Saints. And, Saints? yeah. You know, I'm like, anyone
2: I don't No know. one wants the North I, I was really about to say exactly
0: that. those words I really don't And I obviously don't want anyone in the East either uh, Who's going to finish second in the AFC East? I don't It's, a, I mean, it's, it's a pretty, pretty good, like good question, the, buddy the, the pick really is ha- It has to be the 49ers here that's the best I can do. Correct. Niners.
1: I, I don't hate it's that. It's the safest pick. I think that, like, considering what your options are, that's not bad. Yeah, yet. that's exactly what I'm thinking here. Shout out to Chris, who has drafted four NFC teams and <laughs> now gets the dregs of the AFC. I didn't realize. I mean, I just didn't even I, realize yeah, what I was doing. But yeah, there we go. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the AFC is not how you Let's... say strong.
2: <laughs> I'll take Panthers. I was I gonna say Falcons. You. But I, I, I love Daddy Cam.
1: Well, if you insist, Parker, I will take the Cowboys. Thank you. I didn't want it's hard enough
2: every week as is. I don't need this. And
1: uh, I will also take. You know what? I'm not getting stuck with the Browns. I'll take the Steelers. Damn it. Damn it.
2: Boy. These choices have whittled down significantly. I should have taken the Cowboys.
1: (laughs) Oh my (laughs) god.
2: Correct. Alright, let's roll the dice on the Cardinals and see how this fucking shakes out. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I'm
2: here to play, motherfuckers. Let's do this. I'm here to watch Son of the Mask again.
0: (laughs) I'm taking the Ravens.
2: Look, I like the Cardinals more than I like half the teams on this (laughs) fucking board right now. It's not unreasonable.
0: More of the Vikings?
1: I don't know. Um, well, he can't take the Vikings. He already oh, took the oh, Packers. Oh, yeah, I, I got the <laughs> Dude, maybe this is. As I sit here rubbing my teams. hands together, yeah, realizing yeah. I could just take the Vikings for free whenever. Yeah, I want. Great. isn't it great? <laughs> um, but then we have to
2: all fight for the Super Bowl championship.
0: <laughs> 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 all right, this is this is killing just me. Take the Jets, you fucking pussy. No, nah, I'm taking the Bills. The Bills, okay. <laughs>
2: Fine, I'll do it, cowards. Give me the Browns. Give me this sub-five win team right now. We all, right. all know how this season's ending. But I would rather have them than the Bengals at any point in my oh, life. Oh, yeah, of
1: course. All right. Well, I will take the Vikings. A bitch. And I will also take... You know what? Fuck it. We're going with the upside play. I will take Loaf's Jacksonville Jaguars.
2: Oh, You'd love to see it. Over the Texans which team is fitzpatrick on this year the uh, dolphins. dolphins all right sure that's good for about four <laughs> wins i'll say. take them <laughs> I'll take them over the jets that's going to be the deal breaker in that division
0: well i wasn't hoping this would happen i'll take the texans okay which i probably should Could have be done worse. beforehand and Oh, buddy. I, I'm in, I'm into oh night, buddy. I'm into nightmares. You've got the Raiders or the Broncos, I'm take, buddy. I'm into nightmares. I'm taking the Raiders. Oh, uh, quick question. Bless. So I've been following this offseason. What is
2: starting for the Broncos this season? That would be one Joseph Vincent Flacco. Oh, my God. I forgot. <laughs> oh, my God. Redskins are giants, huh? <laughs> this is... <laughs> This Remember, you d- thanked me for taking the Cowboys. I mean, look, every week is difficult enough. Boy. Like, what do you. Look, I don't see how the Giants win more than two games, so I guess I'll take the Redskins, but Jesus, tab dancing Christ.
1: All right, and I will finish off our draft with the fighting Bruce Arians of Tampa Bay. <laughs> Boy, that's a lot of unclaimed bird teams, huh? (laughs) Alright, what do
2: we do now? (laughs) Uh,
1: We wait, buddy.
2: Oh. We wait. Oh my god, are the Super Bowl champion Lions up for grabs during the season? (laughs) I'm so happy it worked out that way. Tune in next week and we
1: shall find out.
2: I should have taken the Cowboys. I really played myself. (laughs) But also... It's a lot funnier with me and the Yellow Cyclone Ride or Dying, his favorite team oh, I As well goals. as Chris yeah, With one, his dude? other favorite team
1: it's just, The
2: Jets are gonna win like eight
1: games And no one took them <laughs> I don't
2: give I I don't want to <laughs> fucking watch a Jets game With rooting interests I refuse
0: I do not believe in the Jets that is, that is
2: a recipe for a bad Sunday knowing that I have, like, a four-hour black-and-white movie hanging on the fucking <laughs> Jets. I refuse.
1: <laughs> at least now it's instead hanging on the Redskins. Well, I know what I'm getting there. And There's the no Dolphins. Surprises. And the Browns. I know I've got... And the Cardinals. <laughs> call. You have to understand,
0: this way he can download the movies in advance. Exactly. I can get to that
2: week, look at the mashups, and go, like, all right, Chris, uh, which Ingmar Berg movie is it this time? Just... Hit me up. Look, my dad would disown me if I did not take Kyler Murray's team. Because, as I've said, he likes him much more than he likes me and would replace me with him in a heartbeat.
0: Isn't Kyler Murray black?
2: And that's the T, sis.